for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial-free programming. Uh, hi, this is Louis Black, and you're listening to The Green Room with Sean Green. That's why it's called Green Room, you idiots. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom. Log on to LegalZoom.com and use the referral code GREEN for the Green Room discount. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to tweet the show live at Green Room Show. Or give us a call on the LegalZoom self-help hotline, 323-203-0815. LegalZoom, of course, is a leaguer... <clears throat> The leader in self-help legal documents. <laughs> They're not a law firm, Logan. I know you keep saying, hey, hey, I'm going to get out of this murder by going I, to LegalZoom. Keep, they don't look, have that, I keep Logan. looking to them for legal advice, and it <laughs> never works out. Legal. It's all right. You're my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being here. Yabba-dabba-don't, Sean. <laughs> I like it. Every week it's something new. You burped earlier before you started the show and then immediately <laughs> go, oh, man, I should have saved that for my intro. <laughs> Should have saved it for the intro, Logan. You blew it. I know what you're thinking, Sean. Hey, what about Amazon? Why no Amazon love? Well, I got a uh, email from Amazon. Uh, actually, yesterday, I got an email from Amazon, and the uh, the email read, "Hey, just so you know, this uh, new law that's about to be signed in by Governor Brown, the uh, new governor, or well, he used to be the old governor, now the new governor once again in California. We're no longer going to be able to do the Amazon affiliate program." Because of uh, some tax loophole, or it's not even a loophole. Basically, what happened is these big box retailers like Best Buy and whoever, you know, put pressure on the on the government or whatever. I don't know the exact implications of it, but now Amazon no longer um, does the affiliate programs in California. Damn. Because of Governor Brown. Only it, in California, or it's freaking de- yeah, these Democrats, Logan. I'm not. <laughs> well, I don't. No, he's a Democrat. You, you know, you, you're, you're, hey, I'm going to create jobs. I'm going to get California back to work. What about my referral codes? What about me? <laughs> what about the, at least what about, a month. Yeah. Well, Logan, don't reveal the figures on air. But the point is, I was a thriving, I'm a thriving small business owner. All right? I'm an American Joe. Okay? You're putting me out of work so that you can get, so, oh, hey, basically it's just to hurt guys like Amazon online retailers. That's the only reason. That sucks. Basically, they want me to collect the sales tax on these things, even though I'm not in California and whatever. It, it's it's a total it's total BS. It's the government crushing little small business owners <laughs> like myself, and I can't stand for it. And I can't stand for shoddy programming, Logan. That's why I'd like to welcome on our guest, Lehigh Valley native as well, Johnny yeah. Lopasto. <laughs> this show has way too much Lehigh Valley on it, so I apologize <laughs> to everyone who's listening. Who is not from the Lehigh Valley, which is everybody. <laughs> well, that's, that's you know, that's a majority of people. Lehigh Valley is... Uh, metropolis. Exactly. Growing Metropolis, Bethlehem, <laughs> Allentown. Speaking of Metropolis, so my mom and dad are from Wilkes-Barre area, which okay. you know where that is. And when they have to sell my grandmother's house, guess what it's going for? I don't know. 30 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. swear to God, they got it appraised that is all it's worth is $30,000. So don't move to Wilkes-Barre if you want to prosper in life. <laughs> Or maybe you do want to prosper in life. <laughs> maybe things aren't going well in Detroit, it's and you a, go, I want to, I want to, yeah. I want a lateral move where I can get yard. It's a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you know? imagine, like right now, the place I'm staying at, I'm paying 8.50 a month. Can you imagine? I would be uh, king of Wilkes-Barre. You honestly would take over the Elmer Suds bar down the street. <laughs> you would be the, the Elmer, Elmer Suds. Suds. And I don't think, I don't mean to get the uh, intellectual property police out there, but I don't know if they have that. Uh, I don't know if that's licensed from uh, Warner Brothers, whoever owns the Elmer Fudd character. There's no, uh, <laughs> there's no licensing at all in Wilkes-Barre. Doesn't even matter. Speaking of that, quick, quick sidebar. Yo. Logan and I are, we're roommates, obviously. Okay. We're into the program, yep, and of course. we just moved to a, into, into a place in Silver Lake, a very Latino neighborhood. A lot of Mexican really? guys yeah. hanging out there. And Are they I, Latino hipsters? <laughs> no, I, I don't think yeah, – there's a not a huge bit. Latino hipster crossover. There's some. <laughs> I, I, 
I've seen it. But they have these kind of uh, fly-by-night ice cream uh, ice cream trucks. <laughs> oh, nice. And they're they're kind of uh, ghetto or I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Basically, a guy clearly just painted on whatever he wanted to paint on. There's no, <laughs> it's not the good humor man. It's okay. his own operation. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's the bueno humor man. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. The one the one guy he has on uh he a giant Little Mermaid painted onto it and it's. Something in uh, Spanish like uh, Yo quiero Gutierrez uh, ice cream, I don't know, gelato or whatever ice cream is, and it's the little mermaid <laughs> swimming underwater with a giant uh, cone of ice cream, which really <laughs> aggravated me because that's a – you can't – there's so many other Disney characters that are perfect for ice cream selling, but it, mermaid, that's the one underwater character. You can't enjoy yeah. a snow cone <laughs> no. underwater. A, a, a bomb pop that doesn't go underwater, and well, the sex guy. Sells, Sean. In my experience, you get water <laughs> yeah. on your ice cream, you are done. The sexy mermaid. Yeah, and also the the song selection. It's been all Christmas songs this week. All straight up <laughs> Christmas songs. Oh holy night, deck the halls with balls of fire. I, I get it. It's a catchy tune, and you want people like, oh hey, I remember that song. I'm gonna go see what that is. <laughs> it's nostalgia. That's, that's not an ice cream song. Blast Ranchero, uh, perhaps the national anthem, perhaps. Whatever, the Animaniacs theme song, whatever you want oh, to do to be... get kids there. <laughs> but <laughs> Christmas songs. I would think that wouldn't the Mexican hat dance be appropriate if you want a little kids in Yeah, that's fine. That's catchy. Everyone knows that. La Cucaracha, great song selection. This guy is on a Christmas kick, and for late June, it's not it's not making me think ice cream. Now, question, how many purchases have you made from the, uh, <laughs> the, the Little Mermaid El Gutierrez? None. I was oh. thinking I was thinking of taking a picture of the little mermaid. Hold on. Here you are talking about being a small business owner and you can't support a local business <laughs> in your goddamn neighborhood. Come nope. on. Nope. I don't oh. uh, I don't support mom and pop places like that. <laughs> I only support the big chain ice cream retailers. Okay. Fair enough. So now Johnny, you're originally from you grew up uh, what part of Northampton you grew up in? Uh well, there's only one part of Northampton. And that's Northampton. Okay. Uh, it's it's small, dude. I mean, you you're from Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah I'm from Bethlehem. Bethlehem is like uh, New York City compared to where I'm from. It's, yes. Uh, we we're like 10 to 15,000 people, and uh, not a whole lot goes on there. <laughs> not a lot, whole lot no. going on. Now, did you grow up in uh, Northampton your entire life? Grew up in Northampton. Uh, yeah, went to college in Philly. By the way, I'm enjoying the hell out of your. Sean is drinking an Arizona light. Yep. Green tea, Arnold Palmer mix <laughs> of green tea and lemonade. And did you happen to read what's on the, the can? Can I read it in like a sure, radio yeah, voice? Yeah. I'm going to read it. Do a free live read for Arizona. All right. The Arnold Palmer. First off, it, it's it's the abyss size um, Arnold Palmer light. It's a it's, tall boy. It's a tall boy, 24 ouncer. There's a black and white oh, picture. By the way, Sean just bought that. And the way I can see you're holding it, it looks empty. It's pretty. It's, I was oh chugging it. Getting a little heart palpitations to have all that iced tea. He's going to have night terrors. Um. It looks like he's swinging a nine iron in, in, in you know, a black and white picture, and it looks like he's he's grimacing a little. So this is probably <laughs> yeah, he does look. It, yeah. it's, it's, it looks like he's almost taking a crap while hitting it's, a wedge shot. It's late in his career. He's having knee issues, I think. <laughs> Clearly some joint problems. He's not in the prime. Which you're selling this green tea like, oh, this is magic elixir helped him on the links. He, lo- he looks like he's near death. I won a major at 54. <laughs> but no, if you read the, then they read the the description of it as if you need to be sold on green tea. Lemonade mix. You already got me, but this is what really sells it. All right. Arnold Palmer loved mixing tea and lemonade. <laughs> he drank it so much that the drink became known as the Arnold Palmer Half and Half. Now enjoy an Arnold Palmer made with delicious, good for you green tea. For over 4,000 years, green tea has been known as the elixir of good health. Believed to be one of the strongest natural antioxidants, green tea has been reported to be a potent weapon against a variety of diseases. Arizona Beverages and Arnold Palmer team up to bring you this delicious beverage version. I can't even finish it. Yeah. Enjoy and keep your head down. What the hell does it say that for? It is it is weird. I like keep your head down. That's that's great. I know, but for Christ's sake. Now that is it is hilarious that they throw in the four thousand years. Yeah, right. Because if you think about, it, imagine these old Chinese sages getting together for they have no idea that they're helping create an Arnold Palmer. Like, no. Hey, help. <laughs> hey, uh, make you live long time. Help with golf shot. Like, what are you talking about? No, try green tea. The best part this is, is you nice know tea. he got that idea from some like dickhead neighbor who like never got the credit for that drink. Oh, exactly. There's some <laughs> caddy going, you son of a bitch. You son you- of a. Bitch, it was my idea. I told you to go with the eight iron, and I told you to mix iced tea and green tea, and what do I get for it? Nothing. <laughs> There's some monk in a field somewhere picking the eye. Just <laughs> grabbing his grabbing his fist in rage. Yeah. Back in the day, the monks Palmer! were like, Arizona yeah, iced tea, EST 1985. <laughs>
they're picking the green tea and carefully crafting crafting some green tea and then this Now what if uh what if we had a Laquasta? What would a Johnny Laquasta drink be? Oh man. Are we going non-alcoholic? You can do whatever you want. Oh shit, do I have to mix things? That's my question. Um if we had a Johnny Laquasta You could Laquasta, do anything anything you want. You what know would what it would be, be? A drink that would embody the spirit of yourself. It would be high C orange in a 78 ounce cup <laughs> with no ice. Okay. And I like that, it. That's it. I like it. Very <laughs> basically, specific. Basically, basically, a trip to McDonald's when you were a kid and you got the high C orange. That was great. Or <sighs> anytime, anytime you had a fountain soda and you you became a scientist and just decided to start mixing all the fountain oh, yeah. sodas together. <laughs> Which you can do now. Have you seen those futuristic uh, Coke machines at like Qdoba and like these other like fast food, what kind of fast food joints? They're these like new soda machines. They're very rare. It's kind of like seeing them, like you think it's a mirage, but they exist. It's everything's push button. It looks like it's 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 like fucking futuristic. They have like nine different kinds of Coke, nine different kinds of lemonade, nine different kinds of Powerade, everything. And you can there's flavors like grape Coke. Never even seen it before. And there's like 350 different combinations you could do. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah, you can get really. No, yeah, I've seen I've seen similar stuff for oh. coffee where they just have this big machine and you're entering in all these codes. Yeah. And you know you you can oh okay uh yeah I'm gonna go with the I think I had like a Reese's Pieces cappuccino, and I just, oh. I just, you see them a lot. Like if you ever go to a nice production company, I remember the one time I, I shot a, uh, the pilot for Spike TV, America's Biggest Asshole. They had that in the production office, and I was like, yeah, I'm in show business. <laughs> I made it. And I was just every day just making up different, you know, different coffee combinations. Really felt like a star back then. I love it. Actually, could I add Ecto Cooler to my drink? I'd be Ecto Cooler mixed with probably Heisey Orange. That'd Ecto probably Cooler. Be Ecto Cooler is the shit. I just got a text message from my... You ever have a friend text you where you know they weren't trying to text you? And what what do you got there? I got a text from a buddy of mine, who I'm not going to say who because he's a comedian, uh, but clearly I haven't seen him in uh, weeks. The text says, thanks for feeding me. I love it. You think she's loving the attention or sad and suicidal? She pretty much asked for it. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> no, that does, seem, that does seem out of context, got to be funny. honest. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So Johnny, you're you're in Northampton. You grew up there. Yeah, man. A, uh, Just like you, hardworking Lehigh Valley kid. When did you you were there till when? I was there. Well, I didn't I didn't grow up there. I you I, didn't. No, my parents are both originally from there, and I was born in Utah in an Air Force base. Then I lived in upstate New York for a few years. Whoa. Then from kindergarten to fifth grade, I lived in Colorado, and then in. Uh, yeah, just during the beginning part of sixth grade, moved back to Pennsylvania. And then you were there for a latter part of the until year. I until I came out to California. Mm. Yeah. Now, how about yourself? When so did you, you? You had a good upbringing. I mean, you had a very variety. Like you didn't enjoy the the first ten years of all that is the Lehigh Valley. Exactly. I you missed know. out some of uh, some of the Lehigh Valley. You missed out on the little league games where parents treated it was like life or death. <laughs> <laughs> My kid's gonna relive the memories that I never had. There is a lot of that. There oh, is a lot of God. Yeah, little league sports are taken pretty seriously to Dude. the point that the little league box scores are printed in the newspaper, which oh. and it's just almost it's <laughs> it's creepy. Who needs to see that? It's I mean, disturbing. I guess it's maybe it's cool for the kids or whatever, but is there is there some gambler out there? If, oh my God. Yo, there's a kid that oh, I these I, concrete I, kids the uh, in the Bantam division murdered yeah. me. <laughs> Dude, there are parents out there that take it so seriously. I remember the one time, like I've seen coaches borderline get attacked, just for. And it's funny because, like, as a kid, you don't you think this shit's important too? Because, like, we grew up in an area where nothing happens, so like we think it's a big deal. Exactly. As an adult, you don't know how like how, how many memories I relive. Where as an adult, I'd like to go back and be like, you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like so many times, like oh my god, there's coaches getting attacked. There's a kid that used his dad used to make him cry. If he had a bad game, he would yell at him till he cried, and then they would hop in their old convertible and drive home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn, I'm teaching you how to be a man. It's unbelievable. At least, like, I was, like, massively fat, so, like, my parents had no expectations. So, like, they didn't give a shit if I was good at sports. It didn't really <laughs> just, matter at all. They were just like, all right, we're resigning. Like, you know what? Class. Trying to keep him from diabetes. Go out and play. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my parents, my dad was into sports and was encouraging of me to do sports, but it was never, there was never any life or death pressure on whether or not I did good in sports. And a lot of times my dad would be like, yeah, whatever. I sucked too when I was growing up. Like, wait, you think I sucked? Oh, no, no. I mean, uh, (laughs) no, I mean, he he wouldn't be that, he wouldn't be mean about it, but it would just be like, ah, who gives a crap? Well, he had perspective. He was a military guy, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. He had important shit. Yeah, or he would tell me stuff like, um, the hardest, the hardest two weeks of my life were double session football. You know, even harder than being in the Air Force. 
And that's what, you know, that's what you try to tell me to like, hey, it'll put hair on your chest. And I think there is something you to play building character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe you didn't follow the box scores uh, that importantly in high school. I'm older than you. My yeah, friend. you are. You're so right. I was, uh, I don't know if I was still in the area when you were. You're a few years older. Now you went yeah. to, uh, where'd you go to college? Uh, well, it's a graduate high school at Northampton uh, area. And then I went to college at the University of the Sciences in Philadelphia, the nerdiest college in America. <laughs> Now, what did you go there? Did you have an idea that you were going to get into comedy even at that time? No. Because I, I think, I mean, you grew I mean, you lived in Pennsylvania from, I, I don't really think any of us have thoughts before 10. So you moved to Pennsylvania sure. <laughs> at, at 10 and then 10 to 20 something or whatever. So you, that's when your dreams start to, you know, really kind of, you have right. dreams. When I start realizing that just because I'm a backup tight end on my football team doesn't mean I can be a backup tight end in the NFL. Right. You start to realize that's not going to work out. And same thing with me. I thought I was going to be the next Charles Barkley because I was I was like I was I read his book. I was like he was fat. I, it could be me too. Yeah. I and threw then, a guy through a plate glass window. I could I could be yeah. the next Barkley. Exactly. And I was like eventually I was like maybe I won't be the next Barkley. But like you have dreams. But then if you stay in Pennsylvania long enough, you realize those dreams aren't going to happen. So that's pretty much how where I went to college in, in Philadelphia. I got my master's in physical therapy, and around the third year, I think, um, I got I wrote a movie that is probably god awful. Third year of an undergrad. Yeah, I, and I thought it's it's probably horrendous. Actually, I remember I, it was the. Do you remember the premise? No, I do. The title of it was called The Mullets, and this came out. I wrote it way I before like it so that. Far. Remember that show in the UPN that came out? It was really really bad. It was called The Mullets about these two redneck brothers. Okay. It, it lasted one season. You remember that? Uh, no, no, no. That crushed me. When I saw a TV show come out called The Mullets, oh, like, a year I after I wrote the movie. I do remember that. I was like, I'm never <laughs> gonna make it! <laughs> and so, like, I wrote a movie, but then I was like, you know, I always love comedy. I was obsessed with In Living Color growing up. The show, it's like my favorite show of all time. Yeah. But, like, when you're in Pennsylvania, then I got my master's in physical therapy. I was like, well, shit, what am I gonna do? And then, luckily, my brother had already been in California for four years going to grad school. And I was like, I think I want to move. Not even with the intention of doing comedy, just like to get out of Pennsylvania, because you know what it's like. It's just, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to settle down and get married, you're just a gay loser. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> that's how people look at you, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so I asked two of my best friends from high school. We went to we went to a bar in Bethlehem one night. I forget which one it was. And uh, I think it was the OBT. Okay. Old remember, brewery uh, tavern. Remember the OBT? Yeah. For the for the non-locals. I'm sorry. It's called the OBT. They have like 12 bar stools. And we're that's exactly there. it's exactly whatever whatever first came to mind that's exactly what it is that's what it is a lot of a uh, lot of broken dreams a lot of <laughs> a lot of nine a lot of people trying to forget and so we're sitting there one night I go hey guys uh, do you want to move to California expecting to get shot down because no one ever leaves and like literally this is why I love these guys after like five seconds they both go all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ge the general consensus was when I was leaving, it wasn't like, oh yeah, you're definitely gonna be successful. It was, eh, what do you, why not? I mean, uh, Bethlehem's not going anywhere. You can always come back, work at the hardware store. This isn't going anywhere. Oh, did you get this one? What I got from most people is, eh, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, nice. maybe people thought that. A lot of people didn't vocalize it. I think they tried to be supportive. But mm -hmm. uh, honestly, who knows? I mean, you would be stupid to tell someone who's like, I'm thinking of getting into show business and just look them dead in the eye and go, yeah, why not? Yeah. You're going to be an amazing star. No, you can't tell people they're going to be great in show business. <laughs> Part of being successful in show business is being passionate enough to do it and uh, to succeed at all odds, even when people right. are saying no, no, no constantly. And you're delusional enough to think, hey, I'm going to be successful. You graduating high school from Bethlehem, people were like, well, The Rock did it. Why can't you? <laughs> <laughs> now, Johnny, you're a big, uh, you're a big wrestling fan yeah i don't know if i ever told you this story oh, maybe man, i, I shared it on the podcast but the allentown fair they used to have uh pro wrestling oh in the 80s or yeah. 90s yeah 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 this i would go all the time late 90s okay yeah late 90s because i think i was still in middle school it was before high school definitely was it when monday night raw was still in the air yeah because yeah. i know they stopped doing house shows the first wrestling show <laughs> i ever saw was mid 80s with uh it was during the junkyard dog outlaw ron bass feud which sorry non-wrestling fans <laughs> <laughs> but like I know if it's possible to tune out a podcast someone just did. Yeah, sorry, but fuck, I'll try not to, I'll try to stop. I swear to God. But you can't like help your wrestling nerdness. Oh no. And then after like Raw started, they they started branching out and doing bigger house shows. But I know they I think they stopped doing the Allentown because Fairgrounds a shithole. But they stopped doing the Fairgrounds <laughs> shows. I think probably right around the time you went. So what's what happened? Okay, so I, I forget the uh, the circumstance, but okay. I get backstage. Oh no, what? this actually this actually was I think I was a freshman in high school. 
And I get backstage, nice. and I'm there walking around. And then first off, I hear some of the wrestlers talking to the referee on how how, how the match is going to go down. No and I'm like, I'm not hearing this. <laughs> uh, trying to trying to keep the illusion. I mean, obviously I knew it was fake, but there's something about them actually discussing how the match yeah. is going to go on in front of you that just it's weird really, really takes the wind out of it. I do interviewing now for uh, NWA Wrestling, and they have a TV show on KDOC every Saturday night. It's, it's local LA, Orange County, if you do live out here and listen. Uh, or you can go to nwahollywood.com and watch it. I do like interviews. I'm like the they they say I'm the, the younger Mean Gene. Not that I say that shit. I'm just saying that that's what sure. I do. I do what Mean Gene did, and uh, you actually see them going through. You see them going through moves, going yeah. through matches, talking to the refs. The refs have little earbuds in. They're like, all right, when I say go home, that means you got to finish the match in a couple minutes. <clears throat> and it's kind of uh, it's, it's really interesting, man. Like it's what they do is just it's, how they don't screw up more is just beyond me. It's no. freaking ridiculous. Real, real masters. Who did so, you actually see backstage? Do you remember? Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, I, I walk back there, and then out of nowhere appears The Rock, Whoa. who is super big in person, yeah. a huge personality. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to go up and talk to The Rock. So I go up to him. I go. See, for me, this is like hearing a story of like most dudes saying they met like, <laughs> you know, Brooke Burke. Fucking right. someone, early 90s Pamela Anderson. Someone, a, a sex object of your desire. I would so, bang the rock. <laughs> <laughs> that would humble him. I'm sure. I'm sure that would take him down a peg. It is Hollywood. Who yeah. knows? Maybe you could get a. Maybe you could get. Um. You know, maybe you could star in Fast Six. I would tell him to know his role. So he gets there, or he's there. I approach him. I go, Hey, Rock. I uh. Wow. I go. I go to Freedom High School. Ballsy. And he go. He looks at me. He gets a little gleam in his eye. And he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> While you're there, lay the smack down. <laughs> And everyone yeah. laughs a little bit, and I go, yeah, I smell what you're cooking. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm applauding for that. Yes. Yeah, Rock was, Rock was cracking up, and even uh, being the young comedian I was, immediately turned away, walked away. I was like, no, yeah. the line's not yeah, going to you get... You're back. like, I'm not going to mess this up. Yep. It, it, well, now when he meets you for the second time, he'll be like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, once you have him on the show, I'll, I'll bring up that anecdote, and he'll be like, yes, I've been wondering where you yeah. were at. I was wondering what happened to that kid with the gleam in his eye. I saw you at the Riverplex, and I was like, man, that guy backstage, really good riffing, good interview. <laughs> didn't, he didn't force it too much. You know what bothers me about The Rock? He never, ever talks about pencil because now he's kind of back with WWE, more or less. Like, he did WrestleMania, and he pops in every few months, and he's already he's already signed up for the main event next year at WrestleMania. He never mentions Pennsylvania. They did Raw in Miami, and he's like, finally, The Rock has come back home. Because that's he went to University of Miami. It's like, look, dick, you graduated high school in Pennsylvania. That's where you lived. Right. You were on Channel 69 <laughs> News with your mustache. Just it, don't be ashamed of your Pennsylvania roots. That's what Bob well, – I, I think maybe his – is his dad from Miami or something? I have no his idea. Dad, from, is, was his dad maybe a hurricane? I know his dad was some sort of athlete. They're from all over. I don't know what brought him to Pennsylvania. I'm assuming the Wild Samoans you know, wrestling center was in the Lehigh Valley and stuff. That's, yeah, that's probably it. But, dude, that's just – I was like, come on, Rock. That's what I would say. I would not. I would not even be nearly as suave as you. I'd be like, "Come on, Rock, what about us in Pennsylvania?" He'd <laughs> just be like, "What are you talking just about?" Just bitch him out. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Now, so you respect. You came out. <laughs> so you came out here, and then once you got out to LA, that's when you started uh, getting involved in comedy. You didn't do any. You did a. You did some sort of comedy in Philadelphia, and the idea that your short film was comedic. Oh, I, I, yeah, I did no stand-up because at the time there was only there was no helium in Philly. All there was was the uh, the what the hell is it called? It, it's an urban room on South Street. Mixed nuts or something like that. Or it, no, the Laugh House. The Laugh something. House. That's all there was. And I was like, I didn't know how to do comedy. Like, and there's there's no, really no comedy scene in Philadelphia at the time like there was now. So I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And so uh, I actually was in a relationship when I moved out to California that I was trying to keep long distance. Problem is she was at Penn State, and Penn State's a great place to be a whore. So that's what was going on there. She was – I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. She was whoring it out while I was trying to hang out. I was bl- – you know, I was in that mode where I was blaming myself. I was in Pennsylvania mode where, like, she's the one. And, like, I was blaming oh, myself man. for the whole thing. And um, and after six months, she uh, – I, I was actually, like – So now, yeah, give us an example of – how, how did you find out that she was cheating on you? And what was well, your reaction? Like, give us a normal conversation. You know, some women – like to be secretive about what they're doing. This girl was kind enough to be honest about it and upfront and be very matter of fact. Like, yeah, fuck the dude last night. <laughs> and didn't use a condom. Oh. Well, this is something we have to talk about after work. Like, it's literally how it was ridiculous. And so 
Damn. I it was it was you know what this is how pathetic I was at this point in my life. There is there is a time I I went through a similar not not exactly to that or not as blatant but when you're young and you and you first uh, have a serious girlfriend and you're just having sex for on a regular a regular basis your just mind is consumed with that. Dude. Women don't understand that I you know you just in that mode of like like I said I hadn't moved out here yet I hadn't seen what life is like so I'm like oh man she should probably be the one whatever whatever and so um. <laughs> yeah, so she she was hooking up at Penn State more or less, and I told her I said, hey, if things don't go well after six months in California, I'll move back. I, I started having this plan in my mind. I remember the one night she hooked up with two dudes in the same weekend. Right? <laughs> what did I do instead of saying f off? I'm done with you. I booked a flight home to go visit her. Oh, oh my God. God. This is so pathetic. This, you are a pathetic tool. I could never even <laughs> mention myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I can was. see myself doing it. Dude, I was, and I hope someone can relate to this. I was like, I flew home to visit her and thinking that would make things better. And I was like, okay, another couple months. I think I'm going to move back. It's going to be great. I literally had three days to just, to tell my buddies if I was because it was rent was due and they're like tell us we, they gave up on me they're like you know we're done we're staying out here we live in Costa Mesa we're near the beach this is great yeah Orange beach, County great lifestyle dude they were learning how to logboard they had, <laughs> they had beach cruisers meanwhile I was sitting meanwhile, at home you're worrying about the sorority girl that's oh, uh, hooking oh. up with everyone she can <laughs> she was ridiculous goddamn people from Hazelton anyways <laughs> and so I had three days to decide now I remember one night I was like. Literally, I was like, just very matter of fact, you know what, God, throw me a sign if you can, because I don't know what to do here. That night, I got a phone call at 11 you got, you p.m. Got a, you got a sex from God. It's I got like a, her fucking <laughs> up with some guy. God sent me a naked picture. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get a phone call at 11 p.m. our time, 2 a.m. Eastern. She was on an internship in Florida at the time. She called me like little tipsy, like like giggly. She's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, nothing. You heading, heading home? She's like, oh, it's just at the bar. Now I'm going to the Best Western. I'm like, Best Western? Like, with who? She goes, um, what's your, Kevin, is it? And I'm like, whoa, wait, who, Kevin is who? She's like, here, you want to talk to him? I'm like, no, swear to God, she puts me on the phone with some dude <laughs> from Alabama. And I, I thought, it sounded like I was talking to, like, Elvis's ghost. He's like, hey, man, uh, I want to let you know, man, I ain't going to take no advantage of her, man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whoa, whoa, and then I hear in the background, like, he's yeah, a he doctor, did. he's a doctor. I'm like, they don't have med schools in Alabama, shut up. And so she puts he puts her back on the phone. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just going to have some fun. I'm like, are you serious right now? I'm like, what are you, are you going to make the right decision? She's like, look, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We argued for like 20 more minutes, hung up. I didn't sleep. I was like like curled up in a ball like a little wow. bitch. She calls me in the morning on her way into to work or whatever. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, you don't want to know. I'm like, what? are you serious? And I go, is it protected? She's like, no, but I figure, why not? He's a doctor. I'm like... <laughs> Oh and and he, she let him take pictures of her, and it turns out his wedding ring was in his pocket the entire time. He was in Orlando on a work trip or something, right? And so she started talking for the next two weeks. I already had a book, uh, a flight book to Orlando to visit her the next week. Oh god! For Valentine's Day weekend. So I went. I, I'm like, re- you, this you is, went. I'm I needed, like, I needed closure, Logan. I'm like, right. a per- I'm like a person in a horror movie. I'm just, uh, you're telling Dude. this, and I'm trying yeah. to scream, no, I'm stop. Sick. And by no means am I sad, or I, I'm glad I went through this, and I know some other people have. I hope this. I've never even tried doing this on stage because it'd be fucking pointless and annoying. Oh, dude, this is real it's though. Interesting. It's real, but yeah, maybe I need to come sometimes, up with punchline. Sometimes, yeah, well, sometimes it's hard to do a complete story on stage. You got to kind of figure it out. But dude, this is real, man. Well, it, it gets a little bit better. And so I go to see her in Orlando. We had, we spend a couple days together and like did nothing. Wait, really are you happened. hooking up? Are you hooking up with her when you're spending these days? No, we're not hooking up. So we're you're like, in Orlando. What do you guys do in Orlando for a few days when this is hanging over you? Like, she was interning at Disney World, so like she was working with uh, like dolphins. So I saw dolphins. And how's she acting through all this? Like obviously she called you to tell you she was cheating. Yeah. Well, in so her mind, visitor. I remember her telling me in her eyes, if she was honest with me up front, then it was okay. Because she's like, some wow. people cheat and they lie. She's like, I'm not cheating because I'm telling you up front. In my head, I was like, she's got a goddamn good point. Like, I literally was so, <laughs> oh, Right, you know, we're just, we're open with that kind of stuff. We're not uptight like uh, other couples who are like, hey, anyone was, who's in an open relationship, that never, that never was, really works. Dude, I was a train wreck. And so, uh, the, the whole week in Orlando made me realize, I'm like, you know what, she ain't, she ain't it. And that, that was it. But that night, I remember when she called me and told me about the best Western. I got off the phone. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, you know what? I am finding a job for sure out here. I am staying in California. I'm signing my lease again. And I'm finding a way to do stand-up comedy. I don't know how, but I need to do something about this. And the silver lining is I went right to the improv website. At the time, they were running like comedy class at the Irvine Improv, which most comedy classes, they're god-awful. <clears throat> 
This one was actually good because it was run by a guy who had just done Premium Blend, and it was legit. I learned the basics, and then, you know, from there you're on your own, but it was still cool to do. And the silver lining is about a year later, I didn't talk to her for a couple years, I found out um, about six months to a year after all that shit happened with us, uh, she was dating a guy who gave her herpes. So... As in they say, as, in, as they say in the NWO, that's for life. Now, how did you find that out? Was that like mm. a status update on a Facebook post? How I, do you, how do you, oh, how do you still keep in touch? Isn't that we're going back to MySpace now? Okay. Um, I didn't talk to her for a couple years, and I guess her mom found me on MySpace. <laughs> her mom. And, and so she messaged me. She goes, "My mom found your page on MySpace." Um, wow, I can't believe you're doing comedy. This is so crazy. Blah blah blah. I really would like to to talk to you sometime. <laughs> And so I really want to catch up. So I see you started a career in stand-up comedy. Well, now, what have yeah. you been up to? Oh, I got herpes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a, <laughs> I have to get regular ointments. But no, what happened was she goes, I'd love to see you. Are you coming home for the holiday? I was like, yeah. And at this point, I think it was like 07. But see, now why are you still talking to her? Well, because at that point, all I wanted was to bang her for revenge. That's okay. that's where, at that point I was back in guy mode. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. So over Christmas, it was like Christmas of 07. Didn't even tell my parents because they would have smacked me upside. Don't what are you going to see that bitch for, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I drive up to Hazelton to see her. We go out to dinner. We uh, whatever. Take her to dinner. And we start. <laughs> yeah, we, did. Uh, we start like boy, it wasn't good. It was like a shitty chain restaurant. Okay, that's I think it was right. Applebee's. And so <laughs> you had a coupon. We start hooking up, and and she kind of like more or less like stops me at a certain extent. And uh, she's like, I'm kind of seeing someone. I'm like, all right, cool. And I literally, I was like, all right, see ya. Like, it was almost like the big gulps line in, in, uh, in yeah. Dumb and Dumb. I'm like, well, see ya. See and later. I leave. <laughs> and so she messages me, like, the next morning at, like, 3 in the morning. She's like, I'm sorry, I just couldn't sleep. I really need to tell you the reason why we couldn't go any further is because uh, I have herpes. <laughs> and my message was like, well, thanks for that. <laughs> and uh, how, do you, how do you respond to that? I remember saying, um, I remember she called oh, wow. me, and we talked about it. She was very casual about it, like she always was about being a whore. And... <laughs> I do like – I mean, I guess I, I'm still annoyed at this woman, but they, part of me appreciates the candor. So right. She's got candor. She's got she's got moxie. And she basically just said – she's like, you know what? Uh, I had it coming to me. I, I was I was never smart. I, I was never really safe. And, you know, this guy was – I was actually dating him, but he was a liar. And, and not only was he um, borderline abusive, but he gave me herpes. I'm like, wow, a double whammy. I'm like, not only did he give you a disease, but he, he tried to backhand you. That's not a very good. That's well, not a it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like. Uh, it's probably not the first bad relationship right. she's been in. She yeah, it sounds like she's chasing after some bad relationships. But the silver lining, it kind of kind of spurned you to say, hey, no turning back. And uh, and now I have no feeling at all in relationships. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> now funny. Now who's dumb. laughing? It's, me. It's funny women. Like, oh, hey, why don't you trust me? Blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you able to open up in a relationship? Talk to every one of your friends in their early 20s who have who have men by the, literally by the, you know, the balls Dude. and are just abusing them because they can yeah. get away with it in college or whatever. Looking back on it, she literally, I, my plan was to move home and get a job as a physical therapist in Penn State. Like, she literally could have ruined my life. Can you imagine living at State College as an adult? Right. Miserable. If you've ne- if you've never been to Pennsylvania, State oh. College is the college town where where Penn State is. But basically, it's all it is is the thirty thousand college students that are That's going it. to school and, and then just complete hillbilly around there. You get a night job at the Penn State Creamery. But yeah, when you're when you're young and you're in love, you're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna marry this girl and oh, oh hey, if I get her pregnant, I just join the military and blah blah blah. <laughs> and then you see, was... oh my God, this is. I mean, I'm grateful for it because now it's like I'm, I'm fucking, I'm loving everything. I'm focused. I'm having a good time. But it's like now I just have no patience with chicks at all. If like if I'm dating someone for like a couple dates or a week and like I know that I'm not really, I just cut it off. I'm not like I don't even try to hook up. I'm like you know what, forget it. And of course they, women always get pissed. It's one thing I learned. You could you could try to hook up with them, they get pissed off at you. You could not hook up with them and show them respect, they get pissed off at you. Like why don't you want to do anything? Because you're gonna get crazy. That's why. <laughs> And they don't like being called crazy. But no, they hate that word. <laughs> exactly. Eccentric. They, they that's, like eccentric. That's the real C word. They don't like to be called crazy. <laughs> Although they're not, they're not probably not thrilled about the other, uh, the other C word. Eccentric is is better though because it, it confuses them just enough to be like, what? It sounds, it sounds like it could be artsy. Yeah. I'm creative. Hmm. Well, speaking of crazy, this. So I hope man, you guys enjoyed that. I didn't mean, I didn't plan on telling that dude, story. No, that shit. was awesome, man. That's a great story. So it's. 
Yeah, I'm just complimenting myself as an interviewer for uh, crowbarring it out of you, but it, did, it didn't take a lot of crowbarring. I'm, I'm going to applaud your honesty and candor. Oh, man, anytime. And now Johnny's just looking down at the desk. And just, <laughs> you can tell oh, there's like, there's, uh, it's just been running in his head, the relationship. So I brought pretzel chips for everyone. <laughs> uh, you guys really want did. some? And I, I appreciate the pretzel chips, but when you're on air, it's it's going to be tough I know. to eat I pretzels. Just, I like to bring gifts. Hey, I get it. You're yeah. from Philadelphia. You can't go too far without a salty treat or Damn a pretzel right. in this case. It's not going to stop me. Yes. Have a pretzel, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Logan doesn't care. Sean's still got a couple ounces left on his Arnold Palmer half light and light. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Logan's going to tr- – come on. <laughs> what topics? We got any topics tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About? Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect transition. We're talking about crazy. And you, you said you. <laughs> that sounds good. Wait, can we start getting? At, wait, what if you got a sponsor from the Snack Factory pretzel chips, and then Logan could just eat pretzel chips the entire time? That you would, heard that? That crunch. would literally be my living hell. Is just listening to. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you These talk about going to hell, it would just be sound effects of Logan eating pretzel. If chips you get that crunch, in my headphones, that'd be great. Well, we'll we'll look into that. So okay. he's talking about crazy, and you had even earlier said. Something to the effect of, oh, hey, if you stay around, people consider you a gay loser. And you use gay in the sense of uh, joking around. I, I know you're kidding. Nothing but- derogatory. I mean, me and you, no. are, we're both friends with tons of gay people. But literally in Pennsylvania, it is so narrow-minded that if you're not, like, married by a certain age or, like, settled down by a certain age, they literally will start to look at you differently. Like, oh, maybe he is gay. <laughs> like, me and you are at the age now where we go home to Pennsylvania. We're both single as can be. Yeah. People look at you weird. It's the same yeah. way for me if I go. Well, yeah, and I married. and I think some of that is like a small town thing versus oh, yeah. New York and L.A. Everyone wants to say single. Dude, I heard New York is the greatest place to be single ever. I've never lived there though. I think it is if you got money. Because you could walk. So we got. What I was trying to <laughs> right. Is that why? You can get drunk and walk. That does make things a lot Actually, easier. Actually, wow. I didn't think about that. I, dude, <laughs> just blew Logan's mind. Yeah. Logan's so, moving. <laughs> now I'm moving there. <laughs> single guys. Doing pretty guys. good for himself, Three except for he uh, he keeps running. He keeps getting his foot in his mouth. Tracy Morgan, of course. Oh. Earlier, a couple of weeks ago, he had said something to, uh, if my son was gay, I would stab him. I don't know. Obviously, he's he's a crazy man. He's joking. He's being, uh, you know. Can you do it in your best, can you say that quote in your best Tracy Morgan impression? <laughs> yo, my son's gay. I would stab that kid. I would be like, yo, get out the house. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I don't, I don't allow that. If you're gay, how you going to get someone pregnant? How you gonna get someone getting pregnant? That's a wrong tradition, kid. So okay, so then he does the glad kind of bullies him ironically into doing the uh, press conference. He you know does who really that. bullied him? Uh, what's Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yeah. Hey, we don't appreciate bullying. Now yeah. make sure you. I'm gonna make you say you're sorry. Right. Meanwhile, the guy. Well, she wrote like an open letter like. Tracy should know that everyone that does his makeup and his wardrobe, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, and that's that's what he means. He's literally going to yeah, come in next everyone. week and stab them. There's no such <laughs> right. thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm offended because it's not much of a joke and whatever. So, well, Tra- Have you ever seen Tracy do stand-up? He's the yeah, worst he's comedian just... <laughs> you'll ever see. I, I saw he's him. He's just a, a dude, crazy guy. That's look, why he's funny. Whatever people got to do for stand-up, I love all types of comedy. I don't hate. The only people I hate on are celebrities who don't work at stand-up and think they could just be funny. I paid to see him right around the time I first started in like 05 and I still want my money back. It was so bad. And I remember waiting in line. It was the late show and these three older white ladies came out of the Brea Improv and they go just save your money. He's awful. I'm like what do those white bitches know? This guy's funny. And I remember leaving like oh this is this is awful. He's funny in that he's he's crazy. He's a crazy interesting person. That's what is likable about him. So now he got into a little more trouble. And it's just hilarious to hear these newscasters, because this has been his act the entire time, but the gay uh, point of the joke, or he, he's been saying stuff like this the entire career. Mm. But now all of a sudden it's become like a thing. So now someone else got offended. So it's just hilarious. Yeah, I actually heard he said this on his HBO yeah, special or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, this is joke. this is the newscaster. It's just hilarious to hear the newscaster reading a Tracy Morgan line. <laughs> Tracy Morgan is trending after the comedian again offended members of his audience by warning them not to, quote, ever mess with women who have retarded kids. <laughs> I love how it sounds so serious. 
Saying they were, quote, strong like chimps, Morgan elicited groans from the audience, yet continued on. This comes on the heels of his homophobic rant during another comedy show and his subsequent apology to the gay community. So far, there's been no word from Morgan or his representation. Now he's going to have to, uh, you know, apologize to the chimp community for comparing them to retards. Apply- sounds like the a thing 30 that bo- Rock plot. It sounds like the, a 30 Rock plot. The thing like that something. bothers me is the retards are like strong animals premise has been done 93,000 times by comedians. Right. Yeah, it's not a, a dumb joke. Jesus. It's, yeah, I mean, he's not known. Tracy Morgan is not known for great insightful premises yeah good point good he's point. known for just being a wacky guy <laughs> and it's, it's just great to hear great to hear someone read through tracy because literally you could go through every line that tracy morgan's ever done stand up in okay the woman uh the women who have uh vaginas who make weird sounds are looking for an apology um his uncle who went to vietnam he's looking yeah. for an apology literally his act is just him uh, i think he's saying talks, offensive crazy stuff the entire time i think he talks about banging a chick with a trachea she owes it she deserves <laughs> yeah, exactly. an apology as well the trachea the trachea yeah. group at some point we just have to realize that tracy morgan is an insane person and we, we have to move on as a society we can't spend our entire news cycle just being outraged about different things I think they should just put one of those Hannibal Lecter masks on him. That way, whatever he says might just be muffled. <laughs> he would look good in a Hannibal Lecter mask. I got to be honest. He's just patting his belly the whole time. Yeah. Yo, I want to eat you, lady, <laughs> with a chiante. <laughs> what a chiante. Uh, classic Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah, speaking right. of uh, speaking of crazy entertainers, there was a uh, there was an awkward moment at the uh, 2011 BET Awards. When isn't there? Isn't though? It, wait, isn't the 2011 BET Awards an awkward moment? Period. <laughs> well, for uh, for some people, yes, right. but um, for the urban culture, I, I'm not sure. Now that was the whitest thing urban, we said all night. <laughs> the, ur- <laughs> the urban culture, hmm. I guess. I guess. Uh, so they announced the the announced the viewer choice or the um, I can't, I'm, I'm fumbling here. The viewer choice award. They announced it. Uh, she announced it as Rihanna. This this girl, and then it turns out it wasn't Rihanna. What? So here's a uh, here's a little. Clip of the audio. I'm sorry, Rihanna. What's my name? So there, Wh- someone what? else announced something. She said, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's Rihanna." Okay. Whoa, what happened? Okay, so they announced the viewers' choice thing. <laughs> sorry, I didn't watch the BET Awards. You know what I did do? I was at work, so I couldn't do it. But I, I when the, I found out the BET Awards were on, I was live tweeting during the BET Awards, like as if I was watching and watching what I wanted to see at the BET Awards. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my god, Earth, Wind, and Fire did a duet with Rockwell. Awesome. Like, I was just tweeting the dumbest shit that I'd want to see. Anyways, go ahead. So, so basically, yeah. I mean, I guess the clip's kind of confusing because one person said one thing, then the other person corrected them. Basically, what happened was the woman announced that Rihanna was the Viewer Choice Award when, no, in fact, it was Chris Brown who had won the Viewer Choice Award. Oh. Which, obviously, Chris Brown oh, used to date Rihanna. Slap. And he, uh, what better way to award uh, someone who has committed domestic violence than to give yeah. him the Viewer's Choice Awards? And this is this is Chris Brown, uh, one of his acceptance speeches. Oh, Apparently, God. he won big at the BET Award. Great. I really didn't prepare a speech. I just wanted to say, number one, all my fans are everything to me. So I do this only for them. BET, I, I appreciate all the support. Nicki Minaj and Justin. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he. <laughs> He thinks his fans says his fans are number one. What is that? If you're a fan, is that are you are you complimented? Like, oh yeah, I'm number one. Like Rihanna. What what are you looking for there? I think with Chris Brown, it's, if I can make the a decent analogy, um, what what? Okay, I'm trying to think of a really great athlete who has done a lot of dumb shit. Uh, I'm just thinking no one really watches BET anymore. <laughs> the people that are still watching it. BET is now channel like 693. Like yeah. when I was in when I was in high school, I used to watch Rap City. It was like channel 50. Now it's like impossible to find. It's on a satellite. It's, right. It's, it's it's probably losing its uh, just I mean cable channel in general, television in general as things yeah. get you know more it's cut all, up and cut up. <laughs> It's, it's only like, black people who just got to this country that are still watching it. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think with Chris Brown. Brown, it's one of those things where it's like, how many athletes have been in trouble for like domestic violence and shit, or like, you know, being a bad dad? Like Sean Kemp has 13 kids. People in Seattle are like, well, as long as he keeps dunking on people, I don't care. Chris Brown's like, well, he's a great dancer, so he could be. You know what I mean? Right. It's probably it the is, same thing. Yeah, I mean, at least not give him the Viewers Choice Awards. Viewers, come on, BET viewers, who I know a lot yeah. of them download this podcast. The point is, come on, don't give him a year off. All yeah, right. I, I can't believe when, he was when nominated. Ray Lewis, when Ray Lewis murdered that person, 
we took some time off before giving him the humanitarian award. There yep. was a brief period where he, before he started getting in, uh, endorsements from Old Spice Body Wash. At mm-hmm. least, hey, look it, we get it. He's in entertainment. He can get away with anything. But at least let's have a grace period of one to two years where he doesn't get any awards. I mean, sure, he had a gun in his car when someone got stabbed at a nightclub, but he's a hell of a linebacker. <laughs> so, I, I, Oh, man, I always get fired up about that when they talk about, oh, Michael Vick is so awful, or Plaxico Burr is so awful. Yeah, right, please. Plaxico shot himself in the damn leg. Yeah, he, he, He's he, trying to find a home now. <laughs> yeah, Plaxico Burris is on the market. You know where he might end up. Might end up with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's the biggest he, thing. He yep. came out of jail wearing a Philadelphia Phillies uh, baseball cap, which they say, oh, hey, maybe that's some signal. No, black dudes watch. love Phillies caps. <laughs> I know a guy from Baltimore that wears a Phillies hat all the time, and he, he doesn't even like the Phillies. He just So that's not – but, I mean, if the Phillies are – you know, if they sign Michael Vick – not the Phillies. If the Eagles sign Michael Vick, why wouldn't they sign Plaxico, who didn't even right. – he hurt himself. He shot himself. Exactly. That'd be like if Michael Vick fought a dog himself and the dog beat him up. <laughs> the, the, dog, the dog bit his leg really bad. That would be hilarious if that's how he got busted. <laughs> like, he, he entered the dog fighting ring. He was that committed to winning. He just took on the dog. And the Eagles would have the dog as the new mascot. <laughs> just chase Michael Vick down the field. <laughs> oh, man. They had some hilarious Onion articles about the time when uh, Michael Vick was uh, – when Michael Vick came back to the Eagles and it was like, Michael Vick uh, gives inspirational speech, but it's all about like dog fighting terms. Like this reminds me of the time when Zebro entered the ring and he <laughs> ripped out the throat of these other dogs. Uh, oh man, it was hilarious. Onion sports uh, does a great moral of the story. Don't ever be from Newport news, Virginia. Cause you're That means you're, uh, Allen Iverson, Michael Vick, tough, tough place, man. Tough not, place. not an easy place to come from. Yeah. Tough place. Come from the Lehigh Valley. You'll do all right. Exactly. You'll land on your feet. <laughs> yeah, eventually. It, it's funny. This is this is a good transition here. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes they say off the field stuff, and and they lump in people that are just kind of uh, you know press weirdos like uh, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens just blew out his uh, ACL, I think, and uh, people are speculating maybe this is the end of his career. And it's kind of sad in a certain sense that he was just such a dominant athlete. But when you think of Terrell Owens, you think of all the pomp and circumstance around Terrell Owens without actually Terrell Owens. Like they were playing the clip of Terrell Owens giving a press conference while doing a workout outside of his house. He comes out. Classic. I'm going to play the audio. The audio is not great. We'll we'll see how it comes out. But uh, he comes out and he gives a press conference while doing sit-ups and push-ups. Looking like a Greek god. I mean, (laughs) Jesus. He's such an amazing athlete. It's great. What do you say happened? And and two sides of every story. What's your side? No comment. (laughs) First of all, why are you going to give a press conference? You know what they're going to ask about. I love me some meat. He's he's doing an ab workout on a driveway and they're yeah. asking, is this a distraction? <laughs> It's just so great. The, the so people, he's he's in the downward position laying on the driveway and then popping up. No comment. What do you think about this? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, I like, fans. how hilarious would that be if other people gave press conferences like that? I was trying to go over my head of who else could pull that off. And I was thinking the only the only person suave enough and media savvy enough is maybe Barack Obama. Like Obama, after they had taken out Osama bin Laden, could have came out and could have been Smoking doing a an cigarette ab- and shit. Yeah. <laughs> could have been doing an ab workout, blowing a butt, going, yeah. What do you want to know about uh, Obama? Or I mean Osama. God, I keep doing that. Uh, obviously, everyone <laughs> keeps doing that. What do you want to know about Osama? He's just he's just getting a burn, getting a sweat. That would be that would be hilarious. And. Whenever we talk about Terrell Owens or any NFL player, we gotta we we have to. Uh, I'm sorry, as an Eagles fan, I just have to play this one more time. Okay. Point the finger at him. You you can talk about the vacation. It's talking about Tony Romo. And if you do it's that, it's really unfair. It's not fair, man. It's my teammate. It's really unfair. It's my teammate. It's my teammate. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We have slumber parties together. We lost together. as a team. As a team. We have slumber parties. That's Asses adorable. pajamas. We lost as a team, man. 
<laughs> Didn't he get cut after that too? Like a couple weeks Pretty afterwards? Soon, yeah. Oh yeah, they Dallas had, had given up. They're like, nah, he's, this this ain't gonna work. <laughs> the sad is, part is his numbers are ridiculous. It, and he's an career. amazing athlete. And I saw a poll on ESPN. And they're like, what will you remember him for? And it was like 75% off the field antics. You know though, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl winner, and he's got 130. He's got the most touchdowns next to Jerry Rice as far as receivers go. Yeah, you could make the argument that he was the second greatest. That receiver. No, yeah, he's time. never gonna win that argument just because he wasn't as. You know. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, Same thing with Randy discussed. Moss. You know. Yeah, they they realize that they don't realize that they're tarnishing their legacy at some point and how they're gonna remember them by. Up until six months ago, I would have said Marvin Harrison could be the second best ever. Then he went to Philly and done fucked up with a gun apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we don't have time to get into it, but no. if you wanna if you wanna get into some Google reading, read about Marvin Harrison. He and disappeared. There's I can't a believe... strong case. And he was involved in some murders. So. I can't believe he's out of the, the NFL. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre story. So Google that yeah. Marvin Harrison story. Maybe Logan Eagles will sign him. Yeah, <laughs> they'll find a place for him. <laughs> Logan, uh, wrap things up with a haiku here. Let's do it. Oh snap! And we'll get to some. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> Is the show over? Yeah, yeah, but we'll get to the. Uh, okay. College sweetheart four. <laughs> Chris Brown beat Rihanna twice. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Pretzelicious chips. I think he just wrote that. Okay, now Johnny, hey. you have a uh, you have a CD that's out. Johnny LaQuasto thugged in. You can grab it on iTunes. Let me tell you, this CD is on fire. Uh, it got as high as number 110 on the iTunes comedy charts. Nice. Uh, just ahead of a 19-year-old Adam Sandler CD. Um, <laughs> now the funny thing is, this is what pisses me off about like, well, see, I I did this CD on my own. Like, I didn't want, I didn't do like a major. There's a couple major comedy labels, but like, number one, they're they're hard to get a hold of. They they lag on stuff. And so I have a buddy, um, who has his own little label. He's like, do it with me. I know what I'm doing. And sure enough, he does. He he helped me with the CD. I'm really proud of it. It's got stand up. It's got uh, funny rap songs, a slow jam, um, sketches. It's basically like a '90s version got of a slow jam. I, I got a slow jam. <laughs> Because I'm obsessed with 90s hip-hop. So like I did a, a, a song just like I think Keith Sweat would have done it if it was awful and funny. And so uh, it's like a 90s version of like a stand-up comedy album or whatever. And uh, I, I, it did pretty well on iTunes like for the first week considering I didn't have any promotion with it. And uh, like the guy that I released it with sent like 15 copies out to like you know Punchline Magazine, like all the major ones. And um, as, as far as I know, Punchline is like, no, nope, we never got it. It's like, okay, you're only review ones that are sent in by like major industry. It's like, can you please help people out that are hustling? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So Every I'm, I'm day hoping. he's hustling. Make sure you check it out. Johnny LaQuasto thugged in, and I will uh, play that to uh, play us Wait, out. What are we playing? Which one are we doing? Uh, do thugged we... in. Is let's, that cool? Let's do Fistful LaQuasto, the first verse, and then I'll probably oh, you, play us out. Well, you know what? I, uh, I had a problem with that uh, file. Okay, which one you got then? Drop, I got I got thugged in. Dropping them in drawers? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying I got the... Th oh, yeah, sorry, dropping to my drawers. Yeah, the album's thugged in. Sorry, yeah, my uh, my confusion. Could I say it's been a hell of a good time being yeah, on... Yeah, dude, it was a blast, man. Being in the green room? You got it. This you is the greatest podcast, by the way. Well, thank you very much. And the greatest 90s rap comedy album, Johnny LaQuasta. J-Lo Comedy on Twitter, J-L-O Comedy. Follow me up, kids. Check it out, and we do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Booyah. This has been The Green Room. I'm here to make the bitches moist. Yo, 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 listen up. This song is for fucksin'. Every one of us is fucksin' tonight. You're fucksin', I'm fucksin'. All you bitches get ready to be fucksin'. Quasto, tell these hoes what time it is. Yahoo! They call me Quasto Don Dada, King Dicker Slinger. Half the bitches I fuck end up on Jerry Springer. This ain't nothing.